There's one thing about it, when the hearts of the people gets on the Lord. When people begin to praise him, he'll come and see what's going on. I've said it before and I'll say it again. When we pray, we go to God with the water. But when we praise, he comes to us. There's a different anointing here this morning. Yeah, amen. It's so different when I walked in, I told Boo, I said, it, you know, it's different than somebody needs to pray this morning. My, my dear sissy down back there, I think she's going to get up and help us sing. She will. I'll tell you, I've seen God do a lot of things in my life. I've seen a lot of things. But I've never seen a time like what we're living today. <laughs> Jesus is fixing to come. Get ready.
You know, sometimes we talk about when you come to the house of God, testimonies are given, things are said that uh, kind of gives confirmation to the message that the Lord has, has given us. And I like to look at it not only as confirmation, but also a witness of the Spirit. Uh, we're going to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 6. Matthew, chapter 6. We're going to start reading there, verse 25. And look what the, the Word of God says for us today. It has for us today. And as I said, kind of just a, uh, a witness of the Spirit to many of the things that have been said here, testified about uh, this morning. Matthew 6, 25. Now this is, of course, Jesus speaking. If you have a Bible, that the words are in red. These will be in red. And this is part of the Sermon on the Mount. But he said, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles see. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Now here's the key verse to it all. This is what falls in place, folks. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You may be seated. Now as we started there in verse 25, that first word, therefore, kind of ties us back to some previous verses. Didn't want to read all of them, and, and certainly not want to go into detail about all of the ones that uh, we read to you this morning. But Jesus begins really this thought or, or speaking here back in verse 19 when he talks about laying not up treasures on earth, but laying up treasures in heaven. Uh, talking about when we go through the word of God, not to uh, knowing that we can't serve two masters. We can't serve God and money or God and possessions or the best way to put it is God and the world. Uh, and then he goes on as we say, uh, take no thought. And he uses that phrase here in verse 25. And he also uses it down there in verse 31 when he says, take no thought. And what he's saying here is don't be anxious or don't be worried about these things that he's speaking of here. Uh, now you think about it, you say, well, preacher, he's talking about what we're supposed to eat, what we're supposed to drink, what uh, where the clothes we're going to wear. These are necessities that we have to have. And are you telling us that Jesus said that, that we're not to worry about those things in a sense that's exactly what he's saying. 
And the reason that he's saying that, when you get on down here, we'll find out. And, and as I said, the key to it all is found there in verse 33. But as he's talking about there, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, drink, nor for your body, what you shall put on. And he gives us some wonderful examples of how that God takes care of his creation. Uh, in talking about food there, he says there, look at the, the fowl of the air. Uh, you know, there's some people that, that don't think birds are very valuable. Uh, sometimes I, I'm one of them, depending if they're flying over my vehicle or messing up my home or, or building nests in the gutter, however you want to look at it. And that's something that we contended with several times this year. But yet when you look at the fowl of the air, they are important to God and God takes care of them by feeding them. Uh, they don't store up. They don't gather them. But yet they never go hungry. They never starve because why? God provides for them. And if God's going to provide for the fowl of the air, how much more for his crown of creation, mankind, is God going to provide for you and I? And he goes on talking about what we're supposed to wear, our raiment, if you will. And he said, look at the lilies of the field. And then they're more beautiful than Solomon in all of his attire. When he was dressed to the finest, to the nines, yet the lilies of the field are, are, are more beautiful. But yet what's going to happen tomorrow? They're going to be going to die and be cast into the oven or, or be thrown away. So if God takes such care of those, why should we worry? Why should we be anxious? Why should our mind be on, and let's put it this way, on the concerns and the problems of the things of this life when they need to be on Jesus? Amen. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sweetest name I know. Listen, fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go, is what the song says. And if you think about it there, when Jesus gets down to the point, as we said here, he tells us exactly what we need to do. And I, and I kind of see this going hand in hand and tying in with what Brother Bill was saying this morning. But he said what we need to do is don't worry about these things. Don't be anxious about these things. Don't be upset about things, folks, sometimes that, that we can't control. And Jesus is not talking about not only at that moment, but he's talking about in the future. We don't have to worry about tomorrow and what's going to be provided there because God's going to take care of us. But Jesus said, this is what you need to do. And he told us two things there. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. What did he say? Or the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things would be added unto you. Now, Jesus gives us some instruction there. And he tells us what we need to be doing is not taking thought or worrying about these things. But we need to be seeking. How do we seek? First and foremost, the way that we seek is being saved and born again. And to understand that the Word of God tells you and I that Jesus said, once again, in those red letters, except a man be born again, he'll not see the kingdom of God. So if we want to seek the kingdom of God, if you're here today and you're unsaved, let me tell you something. The greatest seeking you can ever do, and think about your life, and this is for really every one of them. Think about in the past things that we worried about, things that we were anxious about, things that upset us, or, or things that we desired. But, but guess what happened? A lot of times those, those problems and those worries, they never came to pass. And sometimes we, we bind ourselves up or we bind ourselves up and, and we get so caught up in seeking something or desiring something and when we get it, what happens? It's a letdown or a disappointment. You think about in your life all the things that you've tried, all the places that you've went, all the seeking that you've done, and all the things that have let you down. I'll tell you right now, you seek Jesus Christ. You seek the kingdom of God. You'll never be let down. You'll never be forsaken. He'll never disappoint you. And he'll be there for you all times. 
How many of us have depended on people that have let us down? Depended on others, maybe even our own family sometimes that have brought nothing but disappointment. Let me tell you something. There's one that will stick closer than a brother. And the Bible says here, Jesus says what? We need to be seeking. And the first thing that we need to do is to seek that kingdom of God. And the only way that we can be partakers of that is through and by Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Through and by seeking the Son of God. The one that, what? Hey, the Bible tells us He came to seek and to save those which were lost. Amen. He's come for you and I, folks, and He's looking for you and I. We need to be looking for Him. And if you're here today and you're unsaved, if you want to do what Jesus says here and then follow what the Word of God says, the first step that comes in seeking the kingdom of God is getting saved. Amen. Yes, amen. How do we continue seeking? There's something we've got to understand. The seeking don't stop when we get saved. Amen. Man, I've searched and I've sought and I've found the greatest thing that I could ever find in Jesus Christ. Well, that don't mean the seeking's over. Let me tell you something. It's just begun. Amen. It's just like that mighty, wonderful grace of God. You know, sometimes, and, and you talk to some people, you get the idea and the thought, and they think, talk about that wonderful grace of God. Well, you know what? The grace of God was, was so great and amazing that God saved me. Well, guess what? Grace don't end when you get saved. That's right. Amen. A lot of people say, well, Jesus paid the price. He paid the price enough to save me, but now i got to take over the payments when I get saved. It don't work that way. <laughs> It's still, uh, folks, it's up to Him and it's His grace and mercy that keeps us. We're not able to keep ourselves. That's right. That's right. Amen. But if you think about it, folks, once we get saved, listen, we've got to continue that seeking and, and looking for the things of God, the kingdom of God. How do we do that? Mentioned here again this morning. Coming to the house of God. Yes. Now think about this, folks, and I'll be the first one to tell you, this is nothing more than a building. We call it the church. I'm going down to the church. I'm going over to the church or up to the church, whatever the case may be. The church, we, we, we sometimes in our minds, we picture it as the building. But what we have to understand that the church is the body of Christ. It's you and I today that are saved, that are born again. But yet we should not, folks, for, as the Bible says, forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Now, one of the things that has occurred, and folks, we know what's going on in our country. We know what, as a matter of fact, around the world when it comes to this COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you say, there's some people that have shut down churches that have not opened yet. There's some that have come back as far as a parking lot or driving services, whatever you want to call it. Some like us have come back, but, but only at a limited number. A lot of people haven't come back yet. But one of the things that you find out, the church, folks, and not again, not the building, but the people, our strength and, and, and our power, Power grows when we're together. Amen. It's in the gathering of Amen. God's people that we are strengthened. The gathering of God's people that we are encouraged. The gathering of God's people that the scripture talks about we edify. Build up one another. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens when God's people don't come together? Strength begins to weaken. The power begins to fade. The edifying building up is not there. We begin sinking down. And I know, once again, I, you know, not against anybody that's not here. Because I know there's some people that are very concerned about what's going on there. There's some people that have other health conditions and they're concerned about what's going on. But let me tell you something. There's some out there that are saying, well, I, I can't go to church because of coronavirus. But they're at Walmart three or four times a week. They're down at the restaurant eating every day. Well, let me tell you something. You can go out and do those things. You can come to the house of God. Amen. Amen. Because why? That's part of seeking for God's people, seeking that, that kingdom. Seek the kingdom of God. 
And you think about it, folks. And, and he goes on to say there, or we, we know all the Bible. How, how else do we seek as Christians? How do we continue to seek? The precious word of God. Right. We need to have a desire. A desire for the Word of God. Yeah, and listen, what the Word of God tells you. Remember what, what Paul told Timothy there, I believe it was, study to show yourself approved. A workman unto God that needeth not be ashamed. And here's the key to it all. Rightly dividing the Word of truth. You know why some, some Christians are led astray by some slick-tongued preacher or teacher or whatever that stands in the pulpit and, and teaches some perverted version of the Word of God? Because they're not rightly dividing the Word of God and they can't rightly divide the Word of God because they've not studied to show themselves approved. Amen. Amen. You think about Christianity in the, in the beginning, folks, and we think about the, the Word of God has always been the, the, the center point and the key and, and the power. This, this is not just a, a, a book that's printed in red and black and has got a, a leather cover on it. Listen, this is the living and breathing Word of God. Jesus Christ, the Word Himself, folks, is in every single page of this book. Hey, what did he say? I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. And if we want to continue to seek God and seek the kingdom of God, we've got to have a knowledge of the Word of God. You know, these days and in, in, uh, in the past, there's so many people, folks, and, and maybe we don't see it as much as we do now, or at least it's not as evident, that we just come and whatever the preacher says, we take this gospel. Whatever the preacher says, we take this truth. And, and, and many times you'll, you'll get people stand up and testify and say, well, you know what? I was always taught or I was all, always heard. But let me tell you something. It ain't about what you were taught. It ain't about what you were heard. It's about what the Word of God says. And you need to get in it yourself and see what God says. I'll tell you again, don't take my word for it. I don't want anybody going out there and saying, well, Brother Walter said. <laughs> now, if you want to say, Brother Walter showed us or told us where the Bible says, that's a different thing. But don't take it because I say it. Take it because it's the word of God. Check me. We studied here in Acts here. We talked about those Bereans. What did they do? They searched the scriptures daily. And if we want to be able to rightly divide the Word of God, if we want to be able to know the truth of what the Word of God is, then we need to get in here and read that Word of God. We need to listen to that Word of God. Yeah. Certainly coming to the house of God and hearing what's preached, hearing what's taught, is, is good, it's positive, it's a, it's a necessity for the child of God coming to the house of God. But yet we need to spend time in this Word of God ourselves and know what the Word says. Amen. You know, there's some people you can say, I'm talking about Christians. You can say something sometimes. I said, is that in the Bible? I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, it's in there. And I know there's some things that we don't know at all. And folks, but I'll, I'll be the first one to admit to you now. I don't know it all. Sometimes I'll have people come up and ask me questions. Say, well, you're a preacher. You're a pastor. And they'll come with some off-the-wall question down deep in the Old Testament. I, you hate to say, well, I don't know. But I, what I said, well, I have to look and I have to read and see. I have to study up on that. But everybody thinks because you're a preacher or pastor, you can answer any biblical question they have. Sorry, folks. Don't happen. But yet, if we want to continue to seek the kingdom of God, that's one of the things he said we got to what? Seek, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then what does he tell us? Hey, and his righteousness. We know what our righteousness are. You want to ask somebody, there's people today, no doubt, can spout off accomplishments for an hour of what they've done in their life. <laughs> Let me tell you something, when it comes down to the end of the line, it's not going to matter. 
It's not going to matter what I accomplished in this world. It's not going to matter what I, or matter what I, 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 I rose to in this world. What's going to matter is not my righteousness, but His righteousness. Amen. Our righteousness, the Scripture says, are as filthy rags, and our iniquities, like the wind, Brother Isaiah said, have taken us away. And Paul, matter of fact, he talked about it when we were over there in, in Romans, I believe it is, maybe chapter 10. I'm not sure about that. But when he says, my, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that what that they, they'll be saved. But he said they go about trying to establish their own righteousness and don't submit themselves to the righteousness of God. They want to go on their own merits and their own duties and, and the things that they've done under the law and not submit to that righteousness of God. And you know what the righteousness of God is? Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs> For he made him to be sin. For us. What it says. He made him to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now you think about that for a minute. Folks, we were all, listen, by nature, we were born into this world sinners. It goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Hey, we were born sin. That's our nature. That, that's how we're made up. That's just, just the way it is. Into this world, that's the way we come. That's why we need to be born again. Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, did no sin, not even guile was found in his mouth. The very Son of God, folks, the, the, the very one who was the exact representation of God upon this earth. God made him to be sin yes. <laughs> for us. That we might be partakers of his righteousness. Yes. Amen. We might be made in that right standing with God. And what Jesus is saying here, let me tell you something. Don't worry about these things that, that one of these days are all going to pass away anyway. One of these things aren't going to matter. What you need to worry about is seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Yes, amen. Then what did He say? All these things will be added to you. God will take care of you. Now, I'll be one to stand here witness, folks, before I ever got saved. God took care of me. I just didn't realize it. But yet his grace and his mercy was in my life every day Amen. up to that moment that I got saved. Amen. Now, you think about what Jesus is saying here. The very first thing that we need to do is seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. And all of these other things. What are you worried about today? What are you worried about? Well, preacher, you look around at this world, ain't you worried? I get upset. I get angry. I get mad. I sometimes get discouraged. But you know what? I know it's all in God's hands. I know that he's still in control and regardless. And you got to understand something, folks. That this, this world is going by the way of man, not the way of God. You hear me? Everything that man's had a hand in, and we know that God created man. And it was very good, the scripture tells us. But yet everything that man has been in control of, man tears up. Man messes up. Man destroys. And that's what we're seeing today, folks. But yet that doesn't mean that God is any less God. He's any less powerful. And folks, there's any less need for salvation. Jesus said, take no thought. Don't worry about it today. Don't worry about it tomorrow. Don't worry about it next week or next month or next year. Because God's going to take care of you. But here's what you need to do. You need to seek the kingdom of God. Amen. And his righteousness. Amen. As we stand. Amen. Amen.
Heads bowed, eyes closed. Very simply today, folks, simple message. So many of the things that were said and testified here this morning just, just amplified and added to what the Word of God gave us today. We need to be seeking God. Are we doing that? Are we all wrapped up in, in our own things? Jesus didn't only say seek it, but he said seek it first. It should be the number one thing in our life, the Lord. Everything about you. If you're here today and you're unsaved, the best way that you need to get on the right track is get saved. All have sinned. A very simple scripture. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that doesn't leave out anybody. I don't care who it is, how good of a life they live, what kind of a moral person or, or great moral character they have. All have sinned and come short. And the scripture goes on to say, the Bible does that, what? The wages of sin is death. And when it's talking about death there, it's not talking about this physical death that our, our body goes back to the dust and we, we, we leave this world. It's talking about an eternal separation from God. Amen. That second death that Revelation speaks of. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. You've been looking in all the wrong places, trying all the wrong things. Well, let me tell you something. Jesus is what you need. Amen. Christians today, we need to continue seeking throughout this walk of life until we leave this world. Never going to figure it all out. Never going to uh, have all knowledge of, of everything. But there's one thing about it. We need to seek in our walk with God. We need to seek in the Word of God, in our, our prayer life, in our, our fellowship with Him. His righteousness. His righteousness is the only thing that satisfies God. And it's offered to each and every one of us. All we have to do is accept. Take no thought. God bless you. Appreciate each and every one today. Anybody have any announcements?